This installment of Bach on Wednesday was prepared for release on June 9th, 2021. Greetings. This is Derry Noel Dow. This is Bach on Wednesday. I can't call this loose ends and drop stitches because technically it isn't. So I'm going to call it a potpourri. I'm going to present some recordings to you that I just can't do otherwise because there is nothing really to link them to other recordings to make a complete installment of Bach on Wednesday. So, we'll call it a potpourri and be done with it. First, from a concert that was given in the Teatro Kurzal in Lugano, Switzerland on June 4th 1964, a performance of the Brandenburg Concerto Number no. 5 in D Major, BWV 1050. The harpsichordist is Luciano Scrizzi. The flutist, Anton Zepiger. The violinist, Louis. The Orchestra of Radio Televisione Svizzera is conducted by the marvelous Wolfgang Savalisch, who was for many years the music director of the Philadelphia Orchestra.
recorded in the Teatro Kursaal in Lugano, Switzerland, on June 4, 1964. The first item on a concert by the Orchestra della Radio Televisione Svizzera Italiano under the direction of the great Wolfgang Savalisch, Johann Sebastian Bach, the Brandenburg Concerto, number no. 5 in D major, BWV 1050, Louis Gay de violin, Anton Zeppiger, flute, Luciano Scrizzi, harpsichord, Luciano Scrizzi was a marvelous player, by the way, one of those marvelous players from years ago who are universally forgotten, sad. That lovely performance of the Fifth Brandenburg is something I couldn't plug in anywhere else, really. I wanted to play the entire concert, but that's not part of the game plan at Bach on Wednesday. The same is true of this next selection, which was the opening composition on a concert given by the Berliner Philharmoniker, the Berlin Philharmonic, in the Philharmonie in Berlin, Germany, on May 31st, 1964. Would like to play the whole concert, but not something that I can do easily on Bach on Wednesday, because the other compositions are by Mozart and Beethoven. Otto Klemperer opened that concert with one of his signature pieces. He was particularly fond of the Ouverture number no. 3 in D, BWV 1068, by Johann Sebastian Bach. What is often referred to incorrectly as either the Suite for Orchestra number no. 3 or the Third Orchestral Suite. So, let's have it now, on this potpourri day, on Bach on Wednesday.
recorded in concert in the Philharmonie in Berlin on Sunday, May 31, 1964. Otto Klemperer, conducting the Berliner Philharmoniker, the Berlin Philharmonic, in what we customarily call the Orchestral Suite Number no. 3 in D by Johann Sebastian Bach. Occasionally you hear it called the Suite for Orchestra Number no. 3. Neither title is correct. Bach called it Ouverture. The Ouverture Number no. 3 in D major, BWV 1068. As I said, that performance is from a complete concert recording, and given the program description for Bach on Wednesday and Beethoven on Friday, I can't really play the whole thing in a sitting, which is what I would like to do, but it's not in the cards. I have, however, played the marvelous performance of the Pastoral Symphony on a Beethoven on Friday uh, broadcast that I did some time ago. Next, I want to share with you a CD that can be described quite accurately as flat-out weird. It features the artistry of two very fine Argentinian harpsichordists, Mario Roskin and Oscar Milani. And I'm going to play the entire CD for you. It opens with a transcription that these gentlemen made for two harpsichords of the Ouverture number no. 1 in C major, BWV. 1066. I don't have an objection to transcriptions, as you know. What I do regret is the omission of all the repeats in the opening ouverture. Next comes the one composition by Johann Sebastian Bach that should be played by two solo keyboard instruments. That's the concerto in C major. BWV 1061. It is usually heard with a string orchestra accompaniment. The problem is those string parts are now known to be inauthentic and posthumous. So that combined with the evidence of the sources for the two solo parts confirm that the concerto in C major for two keyboard instruments is just that. There is no accompaniment. Next, Messrs. Ruskin and Milani play their transcription for two harpsichords of the Ouverture number no. 2 in B minor. BWV 1067, <clears throat> originally written 
probably for violin or oboe with strings in continuo, and subsequently adapted by Bach as an ouverture for flute and strings and continuo. That's the way we know it nowadays, the B minor flute suite. And the disc ends with yet another transcription that Mario Ruskin and Oscar Milani created, a transcription for two harpsichords of the Brandenburg Concerto Number no. 6 in B-flat major, BWV 1051. I think you will agree this is a most interesting and enjoyable listen.
arguably a weird CD, but certainly an enjoyable one. Mario Raskin and Oscar Milani, two Argentinian harpsichordists, in a group of pieces by Johann Sebastian Bach for two keyboard instruments, three of them arrangements by Raskin and Milani, the fourth genuine. First you heard a transcription for two harpsichords by Mario Raskin and Oscar Milani of the Ouverture Number no. 1 in C major, BWV 1066. Then the Concerto in C major for two keyboards, BWV 1061, correctly played without accompaniment. The string parts that we are accustomed to and that are almost always used are now known to have been added to the concerto in the early 19th century. They have nothing to do with Bach, who intended this piece as a concerto for two solo keyboards. Then came Raskin and Milani's transcription for two harpsichords of the Ouverture, number two in B minor, BWV 1067, and finally their transcription for two harpsichords of the Brandenburg Concerto, number six in B flat major, BWV 1051. And one statement I made before I played the CD was incorrect. My bad. Messrs. Milani and Raskin do take the repeat in the opening slow section of the two ouvertures. I think I said they omitted all of the repeats in those opening movements. I was incorrect. A thousand lashes of the cliched wet noodle. One of the greatest challenges that is presented to interpreters by Johann Sebastian Bach is the conundrum of making a performable version of Das Musikalisches Opfer, the musical offering, BWV 1073. One of the open issues is whether anything other than the Ricercari a tre and the trio sonata were intended for actual performance. In the case of the Ricercari a se, the Ricercar in six parts, that is playable by two hands. There is an autograph score that way in Bach's handwriting. That having been said, the conundrum particularly involves the canons. There are numerous solutions. Many of them 
have the same layout. They open with the richer car at three and end with the richer car at six. I see, so whatever. Whatever! The trio sonata comes in the absolute middle, and the first five of the canons are played between the Richard at Atre and the trio sonata, and the second set of five canons are played between the trio sonata and the Richarkar Assay. The Richarkari in six voices. <laughs> now, there are some interesting problems. One, did Bach intend the canons to being anything other than what they then called Augenmusik, music for the eyes? In other words, things that a knowledgeable musician who read scores could analyze in her or his head and hear in her or his mind a solution. Well, the average listener, the average Bach fanatic, won't accept that. I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people who wants to hear solutions to the canons. So be it. By the way, one thing I should say before I go on is it has been concluded by the Bach scholars that the way the pieces are listed on the title page and the way the music was packaged and there was one copy that had never been opened that was carefully opened for this purpose determines that the pieces if performed were intended to be performed in the order presented in the score. On another installment of Bach on Wednesday, I will take pleasure in presenting for you a recording, and a good one, of Das Musikalisches Opfer, the musical offering, in the sequence order provided by the rapper for the original performing parts and the original printed version and the parts contained therein. However, after that long bloviation, here is a, an interesting realization that I have not been able to play on another occasion. This realization was made by Wilfried Bircher, who created a small ensemble called the Wiener Solisten. 
He said at the time he made this recording of his realization of Das Musikalisches Opfer that the performance could have been all on authentic instruments because all of the players were familiar with playing on early instruments and particularly through him because he was the director of a music school that had an important collection of early instruments. They had access to the instruments. The members of the Wiener Solisten at the time this recording was made many, many years ago. I remember seeing it when I was a teenager, and I'm now 73. Thomas Kakushka and Momu Kishibe, violins. Hato Bayerta and Walter Blofsky, violas. Wilfried Takezi and Dankwart Gall, cellos. Werner Tripp, flute. Heinrich Schneikart, double bass. Fritz Neumeyer, harpsichord, one of the greats of his time. So, here is Wilfried Bircher conducting a performance of his own realization of Das Musikalisches Opfer, the musical offering BWV 1079 by Johann Sebastian Bach.
recorded in Vienna, in Austria, in 1962. The Wiener Solisten, under the direction of their founder, Wilfried Bircher, Das Musikalisches Opfer, the musical offering, BWV 1079, by Johann Sebastian Bach, in Wilfried Bircher's own realization. Not a recording you hear often. I don't think it would be one of my Desert Island performances, although if I were stuck with it, I would be satisfied. The members of the Wiener Solisten in that recording, Thomas Kakushka and Momu Kishibe violins, Hato Bayerta and Walter Plovsky violas. Wilfried Takezi and Dankwart Gal cellos, Werner Tripp flute, Heinrich Schneikart double bass, and Fritz Neumeyer harpsichord. 